He goes and gets wings and throws them on the board. Now listen, man, this guy's breaking <laughs> barriers down. You're listening to Leafs Lunch with Julia Tusheri and Michael DeStefano on TSN 1050. The Leafs live here. You don't like the cannon? Like, what do you think of the Columbus cannon? What was it? The cannon that goes off after they score. It's allowed. Ah, yeah, first time I'm scared. Yeah. I'm, you know, I never, I never read it. And, but everybody don't tell me about this one. Yeah, I'm, this is so surprise for me. But I don't want to listen tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Ilya Samsonov not planning on hearing uh, that cannon go off tonight in, Pesky in Columbus. Cannon. Yeah, Pesky you, cannon. You can watch that game tonight on TSN4. Leafs yep. Blue Jackets in Columbus. And Leafs Lunch is brought to you in part by 2for1pizza.com. Try 2for1pizza's new goat pizza with goat cheese and mozzarella, crispy bacon strips, and red onion finished with their delicious balsamic glaze. Visit 2for1pizza.com for more. Uh, as we welcome you back into our two of Leafs Lunch on TSN 1050, it's Julia Tesheri and Mike DiStefano with you. Luca Celebre will join us from Phoenix at the bottom of the clock. Uh, get an update from what's happening out there with the Super Bowl upcoming this weekend. We'll be bumping Rihanna all show long to celebrate. But before, so we sent out, uh, we've got some trade proposals that we're going to get to. We've got some leaf sound to get to. But something curious unfolding right now in Chicago, AB. It, it's very rare that we get a really candid, candid reaction from a hockey player in yeah. terms of everything. And especially, like... A guy like Patrick Kane, who who came up in an era of hockey that's a little bit of different, a little bit different than what we're used to now. So we got a major candid moment from Patrick Kane, AB. Yeah, we did, and and like you said, like it's just not something that you typically see. And we were talking about this with Chris Johnston, just how you know it seemed as though there were a little bit of reading the tea leaves that. There may be some concerns about the injury history with Patrick Kane and that that injury that he's suffering right now, the hip injury. And he's come out and and he thinks that it's been a little overblown. He's yeah. chatting with a couple of the reporters, Charlie uh, Rumaliatos. I totally butchered that name. A reporter out in Chicago named Charlie. Let's just go with that because that's a long last name. Um, says he believes that uh, like he was asked point blank if you think that the hip injury that's being reported is a little overblown. He says, Yeah, I think so. I'm not sure. Uh, what the story is to be honest but I feel better than I did last year it's just one of those things that maybe the story leaks out and it piles up a little bit so interesting interesting so it sounds like he doesn't believe that this injury should be um, a hindrance when it comes to the Patrick Kane sweepstakes but he did come out and say that he was a little upset when he saw that the Rangers made the move to go and get Tarasenko instead of Patrick Kane. Yeah, like, he said it in hockey terms speak, but it's it's about as candid as you'll get. He well, says, it's not the happiest I've been to hear about a trade. Yeah. I think the Rangers are a team that you definitely pay attention to and are definitely intrigued by for obvious reasons. Um, but then he continued yeah. to say, like, if things were to happen, that was a team I was definitely looking at. And then it seems like they kind of filled their void and went ahead and made a deal, so... It is what it is. Wow, like that's interesting to me. Yeah. And, and yeah, you just don't hear guys get candid like that. I would expect Patrick Kane to be asked and, and 
his response to me while I play for the Blackhawks and whatever happens. Like, that's the kind of response that you expect from a guy yeah. like that. That was very candid from him. It was. And I know that he had spoken with his agent uh, over the course of the All-Star break. That was, you know, widely reported. And you would have to assume what came out of that conversation was, okay, let's get a short list of teams that you're interested in going in. It sounds as though the Rangers most likely were at the top of that list. Is this strategic to you, A.B.? For? Kane? Why? PR advocacy for himself. I'm not as injured as as the stories are saying out there. Oh, for that part, probably to yeah. get out and speak on it and just be like, look, if because like, we is- see Tarasenko get dealt yesterday, and we're like, ah, oh, Patty Kane might just marinate until until the end of the season in Chicago, and then get that surgery done in the off season, and we'll do this whole thing over again next year. Is like, is this him getting out and saying, I'm not that injured? I don't know how this happened. Yeah, Pray I me so. to a contender. I think so. It's that's that's probably it's got to be something. Yes, I think so it would be the answer. <laughs> cool. Yes, I think that this in a way is Patrick Kane coming out and saying, look, if, if this happened with the Rangers, like I don't know how many shortlist teams he would have, but if this was a concern with the Rangers and they moved on, let me get out ahead of this and just be like, look, that injury is not as bad as being reported. Right. right? It, I, I don't believe it is, and, and it sounds like he still believes he could play this year. And if there are some teams out there that are a little worried about that, no need to worry. I feel better than I did a year ago. So he is advocating for himself that he can help a team potentially win a, a Stanley Cup. Yeah. So he is going out there for sure um, as a little bit of a, a PR pump-up of himself, saying, I'm good to go. There's any speculation, I'm like, I'm good. I can play. I feel good. It's been a tough season production-wise, but I think I could still be of service to a team looking to win a championship. My ears perked right up when CJ said Vegas Golden Knights. Because oh, they're yes. always waiting in the weeds. They're always waiting in the weeds. Mark Stone on LTIR now with that back injury. Like, Here's though, like, would he want to go there? Is that I, your question? No, no, no. I think okay. he would go there. Me too. I think he would. Like Frankie said this morning, I heard him say the the markets he thinks would be attractive to Kane would be something like LA, something like New York. He didn't yeah. mention Vegas, but now I'm thinking about Vegas, and I'm like, oh, that's so Showtime. Yeah, it would definitely be a, a good market that he might be interested in. But I more so look at it from a Vegas perspective, and it's like. Mark Stone, that's a back injury. We got and, like, so many band-aids on our roster. Jack Eichel, who's, you know, he's that's had fair. his that's fair, fair share of injuries. And you want to bring in another guy in Patrick Kane where there is still, I mean, he's saying he's good to go. But what are the doctors saying? Yeah. Right? Like, what what actually is going on? How helpful could he be? That So I don't know if, if Vegas, like, they've taken a lot of swings. They have. Like, I'll give them credit. Since they got into the NHL, they've been one of the boldest teams out there when it comes to acquiring talent. And that would be maybe the boldest swing. That Well, I guess the Jack Eichel one was really, really bold. But this would be right up there in terms of acquiring a talent that you think can put you over the top. But again, it's just going to come back to whether or not they think that he's healthy enough to do it. Yeah, yeah. So interesting, interesting situation in Chicago. And a big night tonight in Columbus. Leafs finally back from their all-star break. Morning skate was packed today. Even Sheldon Keefe partaking in morning skate today, getting the legs going. Did we retweet that from the account by from the Leafs lunch account? Because that's hilarious. The video that was out there of uh, of Sheldon Keefe wheeling around at morning skate today needs to be seen by all of Leafs Nation. Has to happen. Yes, it does. He sellies after he scores in, in the little. Uh, <laughs> 
like front of the net drill. It was very good. Very, very good. It's Leafs Blue Jackets tonight. You can watch that on TSN4. Ilya Samsonov will get the start tonight. You heard him talking about the cannons and, and his uh, minor fear of the cannon in Columbus and his hope to avoid hearing it tonight. Uh, and we got confirmation, A.B., that Joe Wall will get the start tomorrow in Toronto on the second half of back-to-back. So exciting season debut for Joe Wall, who's been ripping it up in the minors. Yeah, I, I like that. You know, you give him a little bit more of a cushiony start, just give him an opportunity in his first game back. So Yeah, you know, Craig did take sense. note of the fact that, like, Craig noted. Craig Button noted with us yesterday. Sometimes tough on the second half of a back-to-back. You, you throw your goalie into a, a situation where, especially now that I'm really pondering it. Actually, I don't know if it'll work for them or against them right well, after so the All-Star. That's break. why yeah. I think it's a little different, right? Like typically, yes, I think that's the line of thinking. But you're coming off the All-Star break so tonight. Might be the sloppy game. Yeah. Like I don't know. If, like if you've watched a lot of hockey this week, like there's been some pretty high-scoring games, and I think a big reason for it is because there's been some sloppiness. Yeah. Right? Like, guys are just starting to get back into mid-season form again after being off for nine days. That's kind of the... Um, I don't think it's a problem. I, I, I quite like what we've seen this week. Oh, it's been fun. But there's a big difference between um, only having a couple of days off, I suppose, like two or three days off in between games, and then you have a bye week, an all-star game, and then you get back at it. Or all-star week, then bye week. Like, nine days... Is, is quite a lot of time, and you only have one practice in between to, to get going, right? So there's not a whole lot of time to try and fine-tune yourself, get back into game-ready shape. So, you know, tonight could be a little bit of, uh, of a squirmy game for some of these guys to get going. So maybe it does make sense to allow, you know, the, the young goalie wall to, to get an opportunity tomorrow. Plus, it's at home. Keith will be able to dictate yeah. what matchups he wants, so he should be able to shelter him a little bit more or shelter some of the players a little more. I, I think it's probably the right call. Play behind a team that uh, confirmed remembers how to play hockey after they get through the, the whatever happens tonight. Because you can expect it. Like, what are you expecting from tonight, A.B.? Yesterday, Kyle Dubas says, yeah. uh, like, when he was asked about the home and home against Columbus, he said he, he's, he would like us to play. This was his quote. I would like us to play really well against the non-playoff teams. God, yeah. me too, Kyle. It would be a beautiful thing. It's not always the case. What are you expecting tonight out of the Blue Jackets and, and the Leafs? Well, two points. Like, I'm, I'm expecting them to get two points. I think they should always be expected to do yeah. that against the you think the, it's going to be like a like high-scoring affair? I do. do. Think I do. Me too. I, I, I do think We're it's going to be a little puck pick affair. preview. Actually, why don't we just get right to it? Oh, my gosh. You crazy guy. Why don't we just get right to it, all right? Let's get to uh, to the puck picks and uh, we'll preview tonight's game from a betting perspective. It's time for Puck Picks with Professor Al's brother. Back to school. Back to school. Jackpot. So you asked me what I'm expecting out of tonight's game. Over. I'm expecting a lot of goals tonight. I am. I'm expecting the uh, the over. And one of the plays that I like for tonight, you could bet the over, which, you know, you can get that number. It's it's going to cost you a little bit. I think it was like minus 120 last I saw on the mm. FanDuel app. But if you believe that it's going to go over the number of six and a half, you can do a little parlay bet with the Maple Leafs getting the money line victory and over five and a half. 
Oh. And you can parlay that for plus money and get it at 130. So that's a nice little value bet there. However, the game has to end in regulation. And I, I have been burned by that in the past where I've made that over bet with the money line win and the team wins and it goes over, but unfortunately goes to, to, reg, to overtime. I didn't know that. But I do not expect this game to go to OT. I think that Toronto probably should go in and dummy the team that is quite literally the worst in the NHL in terms of the standings. So yeah. Toronto should be able to go in and win that game. They had a good hard practice yesterday. I don't know if you saw some of the videos and uh, some of the speak coming out of practice, but they had a good hard one. There was some uh, some you know physicality that was involved. Yeah. So hopefully that means that they'll be ready to go and, and wake up for tonight's game. So that's one of my plays I like the least to win the game in regulation over five and a half. You can parlay that at plus 130. I think uh, Willie's going to keep going, right? Coming right out of the All-Star break. He went into the All-Star break. I think he was on a seven-game heater, I want to say. We had like, oh yeah, like 11 points in seven games. Like he was unbelievable. I think he had six goals in the last seven leading up to it. I think he scores again tonight. You can get that at plus money. I also like him to be shooting a heck of a lot. Like he's driving that line right now with Kerfoot and Callie Earncrock. So he's going to definitely be one of those guys that's going to be looking to put pucks on goal, especially against a team that pretty leaky defensively and don't have good goaltending. Uh, I believe I saw it's going to be Jonas Corposalo who's going to be in net and uh, his numbers not the best, as Louis Domingue would say. So I think they'll be uh, peppering the goaltender. So over three and a half shots on goal and Nylander also to score tonight. So those are my plays. You can get them all over on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. I like it, AB. I like it. What else are you looking forward to tonight? I know that Gavrikov is a name that's on our TSN trade bait board. I yep. know it's a name that you brought up uh, in a hipster era for that name, I will I will say. Like, you brought it up before it was it was all over the place so congratulations to you on that and sure. and uh, <laughs> i don't know like do you feel like it's kind of is he one of those splashy names would you feel like that that dubas was referring to yesterday as maybe not exactly the target unfortunately it sounds like it like yeah. from all the reporting that we've heard from our insiders it sounds as though it's going to take at least a first round pick to get at gavrikov out of columbus and there are multiple suitors who are interested in him which, you know, it's just going to bid the price up and up and up. So, And if that's the case, we heard yesterday that Kyle Dube is just probably not willing to part with a first-round picker prospect for a, uh, you know, for a rental. So unless there's some sort of sign-and-trade that you can try and, and figure out or, or they get a chance to speak with them and they can figure out an extension so that they trade for him and then sign him right away in the way that Hampus Lindholm did last year in uh, in Boston, but as a rental, I just I don't see it happening anymore. Which is unfortunate because I think that he could be a really big piece for this team, but ultimately I think the price is going to be too high for Kyle Dubas. But he is he's going to be one of the players I'll be keeping an eye on tonight. That's for sure. Yeah, and who knows where he ends up? Like that's the other thing that we haven't really touched on. Ab with with the movement that we're seeing around the NHL with with uh, Tarasenko going to the Rangers yesterday. That's someone that maybe the Leafs will have to play if they make it really deep in like a conference final type of situation. Uh, just teams around them adding those big pieces. But Horvat is in the yeah. conference now. Like, does, does that worry you at all with, with the teams around them going big game hunting? Well, it's the teams behind them that are going big game hunting. Right. So... In a, in a sense, n- no. Like, that's also on the Metro. Like, Only geographically, kind of around them, not even the Atlantic. I well, guess. like, yeah. like the, these, are, these are teams that you might not really. I mean, 
the the Islanders might not even make the playoffs. That's, right. that's a possibility. Yep. Um, although they I think they're what what two out of three since they got Bo Horvat lost. Did they Vancouver lose in overtime last night, last night or was it a regulation, regulation loss? Oh. Regulation. They lost, but uh, loud Anthony, scream. Anthony, from Bo- yeah, he got the game winning goal too, and it was an audible yell. Yeah. Oh, it was ever was it ever an audible yell? That was uh, that probably felt really good to do against his old team. But One of the greatest like fan hacks that I've ever seen is the Bo yes, Horvat jersey. Somebody taped out the part of the Villiers Villier. in Bo Villiers and, and wrote Horvat over it. Yeah. Just need to put the fourteen over the eight though. It's still Hilarious. a number eighteen. Put a put a little four somehow. Get a get a four on there. I once saw somebody. I was at a Leaf game actually when Boston was in town like last week. Yeah, and they were wearing a Pasternak jersey, and for whatever reason, they decided to put tape over the. R N and K, so it just said pasta. I like that. Like, why though? It, it didn't make sense. It doesn't to me. make much sense at all. But it, but it is uh, a bit hilarious for like, sure. Like why? <laughs> I was confused. Um, what were we talking about again? Uh, <laughs> we ended going off. Yavrikov, and then we went to. Are you? Is it scary to you that the teams? Oh, the other teams. kind of in the conference are adding these so, pieces. Yeah, so we're talking about the teams who are chasing, who are starting to add some pieces, and 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 how they're in the metro. You know, when I look at what's going on in the Atlantic, and I think we got to just focus on the Atlantic for now. I mean, I guess the Rangers could be part of that situation if, or the Islanders could be part of that situation if they get the crossover and they yeah. end up with like that second wild card spot. Um, but ultimately, I'm only, I mean, the least only got to be focused on themselves first and foremost. But if there's anything I'm looking at, it's what does Boston do and what does Tampa do. Boston has been a team that's been in on some guys. Like you're yeah, here, you heard, heard the that Horvat. they were in on Horvat. Um, I think I've heard their name linked to Gavrikov as well. Oh. Like there's, there's, uh, they could go and add a, a piece, which would be unfortunate if they just get stronger <laughs> as the team. I think Luke Shen, I think, is a name that potentially could be, uh, you know, in play uh, there. Maybe. If Boston like, gets Luke Shen, I will cry. I yeah. will cry. Let me just put it out. Yeah, that would suck. I will publicly cry if Boston <laughs> gets Luke Shen. That would uh, not make Leaf fans happy because he's a player that a lot of Leafs Nation uh, will be looking to uh, to add to their team. Um, we'll add to to the Maple Leafs rather. I think we're. I think there was a couple Luke Shen trade proposals. We're going to get to our trade proposals yeah. a little later in the show. I think Luke Shen popped up a couple of times, so we'll see what our good uh, friends on the Twitter and Instagram apps have uh, concocted. But yeah, I, I think. I don't know what Boston or what Tampa's going to do, though. Like, I, they don't have anything yeah. in terms of assets to give up or cap space. Mm-hmm. So I don't see Tampa doing much of anything. And right now, so if you're Toronto, you know, can you match up to Tampa today the way it is right now? Because I don't know how much impact they can really add. Well, how do, you, how do you answer that question? Like, how do you think they line up against Tampa today? Pretty good. Yeah, I, I think, think so, too. I think that I honestly think the biggest difference maybe on the blue line, too. But the biggest, to your point earlier, I take their top sixes matchup like eight times out of ten because I'll never sit here and say ten times out of ten. Yeah, Kucherov, Point, Stammer, yeah, like that's one of the best cores in, in the NHL. I, I I like the Leafs though in in that particular matchup. But when you get a little deeper, mm-hmm. I, I like Tampa. I love Tampa's fourth line. Like you know how I feel about yes, Tampa's fourth line. They're terrific. It, but like we were there a year ago, yep. and it was. 
one game, one goal that decided it, right? Yeah, you're like, right. That, that's all it was last year against the Tampa Bay Lightning, and it could come down to the exact same thing. But I think Tampa's a little bit weaker this year. Like, I really, like, the loss of Andre Palat is big. I know Hagel has stepped up. I think he's got like 20 something goals, and that was the thought process behind bringing him in. He was going to be that Andre Palat replacement, and he's done a pretty good job of it. But there was just something about Palat. Like, that dude was a gamer, and, and I think yeah. that his loss might uh, be a little bit more prevalent when it comes down to the playoffs. And then also, like, keep in mind the trade away Ryan McDonough, which was a big part of that team when they won the Stanley Cup two years in a row and then went to another cup final. Eric Chernak, or uh, not Chernak, Jan Ruta yeah. was a big part of that team, and, and, and they moved on from him. So they lost some pieces, and they haven't really been able to get a lot of them back, especially on that blue line. But that being said, like they're they're the Tampa Bay Lightning. Like you just you never can count them out. Obviously, they beat the tar off of the Avalanche last night. Depleted Avalanche team. Yeah. But like it's it's gonna come down to a game seven, and it's really who's gonna get a a, a good bounce, one way or the other. Yeah. I honestly the feel other like matchup I happen. really don't like, really don't like at this particular moment, and and that can change based on the second half goes. Matt Murray gets a little bit healthier. Samsonov has a good. Sexy stretch. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't love that netminder matchup right now. You're not going to love it. Yeah. No one, no one's going to like <laughs> any matchup. Maybe Sorokin and like the Rangers, the two Hellebuck, New York teams maybe. might feel great about, uh, about having to play Vasilevsky at some point. Yeah. But even like, I mean, even if you're Boston, right? Like, Lena Saltmark having a terrific season, a yeah. great year. I don't think he has a single, maybe has two playoff games. I think he may have played a game or two against, uh, against Carolina last year. But, like even that matchup with Boston, you're you're gonna side with Basilevsky as, no, as definitely. in the opening matchup. So and there's nothing that you can really do there. But either way, man, like we know that's exactly what we're gonna see is a Toronto Tampa first round matchup. And Kyle Dubas over the next few weeks has to decide is our team good enough to beat them? And if not, what do we need to do at the deadline to give us the best opportunity to beat them? Is that getting another defenseman? Is that bulking up defensively? Is that just making sure that you have enough depth? Is that making sure you get a third-line center, fourth-line center, top six, left-wing forward for that second line? What exactly does Kyle Dubas believe this team needs? And I like it doesn't sound like he's going to go big-name hunting, and I don't expect for him to do that either, but it would be nice to add a, a bigger piece like a Gavrikov like we talked about uh, just because it would give you a better opportunity to come away and finally get out of the first round for the first time since 2004. Yeah, yeah. We have to say big game hunting instead of name because it reminds me of my favorite like bar arcade game. Big buck hunting? The best. Yeah, the that's best. A, 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 a really good bar game. <laughs> that is a real solid bar classic, game. Classic, classic. Uh, all right, so why don't we take a break? we got Luca Celebre who's going to join us uh, in a little bit. And keep tweeting us your trade proposals at Leafs Lunch 1050, also on Instagram. We're going to do uh, some fun in the bottom, closer to the bottom of the hour. We're going to kind of look over them and see what Leafs Nation is thinking in terms of what Kyle Dubas should do at the trade deadline. Uh, I'm Mike DiStefano with Julia Teixeira. You listen to Leafs Lunch here on TSN 1050. So good, AB. 
Uh, and congratulations to Morgan Sims from Kitchener. You just won the Pro Line Between the Benches seats for February 15th when the Leafs take on the Blackhawks. Pro Line merch, a $75 food and beverage gift card for Scotiabank Arena, and two $50 OLG lottery gift cards. So congratulations, Morgan from Kitchener. We'll see you at the Leaf game on February 15th versus Patty Kane's Chicago Blackhawks. We're just talking about him. There's a lot of players on the Chicago Blackhawks that interest me from a trade perspective. Oh. Lots of players. Like, I would honestly be shocked, shocked, if the Maple Leafs and the Blackhawks don't make a deal. Who are you looking at? You want me to throw you out a list of like seven names? Of course I do. All right. We've been on radio for two hours. I can't believe <laughs> you haven't brought this up yet. Max Domi is an intriguing name. Yeah. Obviously, someone could come in. Specifically, last name intriguing. Well, yes, but I think he also brings in a little bit of that grit, you know, and I, I think I, I heard through a, I think somebody reported that they would be willing to eat some salary there. Mm. So he comes in at a pretty cheap deal at like a million and a half or something like that. Uh, Sam Lafferty has been reported as a player that, you know, is garnering some interest. He's got, uh, one more year left on his deal as well. He can come in and really solidify a fourth line center role. Um, plays, you know, good defensively. So he's an interesting player uh, that I think Toronto would have interest in. You look on the blue line, you could also look at Carter Murphy, who I think is a, a really, really good, um, you know, top four defenseman who's got size, is on a, a contract that's got term left on it. Um, you know, is a guy who's going to hit, block shots. You could pair him up with Morgan Riley. You could pair him up, uh, you know, w- with whoever you want, really, on that right side. But okay. he's got term, so I like him. And then Jake McCabe is the other player right. who probably there's a lot of interest in. And, you know, when, when Kyle Dubas talked about not trading first round picks and trading prospects for rentals, I don't think it meant that he's not willing to trade picks and prospects it just means that it would have to be for someone with term these two defensemen i just mentioned they have term so Uh i wonder if there could be something that could be done there to bring in one of those two guys uh, into this lineup so i think both of them would be quality additions to the the team's top four and just bring a little bit of that physicality and nastiness that muzzin-esque replacement that the team has kind of talked about uh well that we have i guess the team thinks they might be fine but that we've talked about that they might need yeah um it's true. It's true, and it's exciting. So let us also, know, Morgan, how uh, those players look that game. Yeah, give us the full breakdown <laughs> from between the benches. You'll be rocking like MJ that night. It's pretty cool. Uh, also exciting. So March 3rd, trade deadline coming up. But even closer is this Sunday, the Super Bowl in Phoenix. And our guy, Luca Celebre, is down there right now. Luca, what is the 411 in Phoenix? What's up, my friend? Oh, a lot is up. Uh, nice to be talking to you guys again. Um, it's it's like a little chillier than we thought it would be, and like I, I feel privileged to say that because it's Arizona in January, not Toronto or February, not Toronto in February, coming off like some of the coldest days of the year. But we haven't worn shorts once yet, so that that's a little bit of a lowdown on the weather. It's been outstanding though. Uh, a lot of great food, a lot of great times. Uh, we're, we're having a blast. Honestly, that makes me so happy to hear. Yeah, I hate to say it, but but <laughs> so it, it does make the whole thing a, a little bit nicer. Although, <laughs> it's, it really? uh, yeah. I mean, uh, you're missing out on some decent weather here in Toronto. I mean, it's been cloudy. I guess you're there in the sun, which is always nice. But it's been like six, seven degrees up here, you know? So you're mm-hmm. missing out on some decent Feb weather, Yeah, I will wow. say. We'll get the three March okay. snowstorms, though, so don't worry. You'll yeah, be back probably. for those. Um, <laughs> Luca, can't wait. I, I mean, like, it, what a time to be in Phoenix, though. Like, weather aside, you've got the Super Bowl this weekend. You've got the waste management going on. Kevin Durant ended up getting traded there the other night. I mean, how much oxygen are those three events taking up right now in the city of Phoenix? 
Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I, I Just around Radio Row yesterday, there were like a few people. I don't know who they were affiliated with or whatever, but just talking about it, I think they were local and they were like, nothing matters right now. Like Kevin Durant just got traded here. The Super Bowl... The Super Bowl is just a a non-factor as far as really? like local Arizona for for some people because now they're just like all Kevin Durant. Everyone wants to talk about KD coming to the Suns and like they've got the best shot to win. But outside of maybe the that local flavor, it's yeah, it's been all Super Bowl. Waste management's kind of um, it's kind of there as well, but I don't think I've seen or heard of. Um, much from that golf world kind of thing. Although, like, Justin Thomas was at opening night, which was cool. So we, like, he, he asked some questions to some players and things like that. But, uh, but yeah, I, I think it's really been all Super Bowl and then waste management maybe third on the list because of just how big the Durant trade was. Yeah, like, what's the first thing Uber drivers or taxi drivers are bringing up to you? Because that's how you really get the pulse on a city, I find. What what are they buzzing about, mostly? So before the Durant trade, it was like Super Bowl, obviously, right. um, not not a ton of golf. But then Durant trade, and it's been like, wow, who? What, did you see that coming? Who's going to win? Like we were, <laughs> how we found out, we were walking back from like playing mini putt, and you just see Woj go off, and it's like, oh my goodness, Kevin Durant just got traded to Phoenix, and we're here. <laughs> like it, it was insane. Were you playing like putt putt with the whole TSA crew? I saw Dotty and Wags out there. Were you with all those guys? We were. We were at the uh, the Tiger Woods uh, mini putt place he's got here, literally right across the street from the hotel. It was it was Team Bar Down, me, Eric, and uh, and Dotty against Kara and uh, Owen and Barty, a couple of camera guys, and we uh, we won. We oh my gosh! Destroyed them. It was <laughs> it was not really close. Um, I've heard they want a rematch. All for it. But uh, but we destroyed them from the, the get-go. It was not close. So, I love that. So they were the Tampa Bay Lightning, and you were the – or opposite, you were the Tampa Bay uh, Lightning. They were the Colorado <laughs> Avalanche last night. Stop it. <laughs> Come on. Well, did you get a chance to watch any of that game uh, last night? You, you've been able to track hockey down uh, while you're working at the Super Bowl? You know what? We have been. And, I mean, the, the Tarasenko trade's crazy, and Patrick Kane kind of talking about it today, being like, I'm, I'm a little disappointed it happened because the Rangers were on my radar. So, um, yeah, I did not watch that game, though, because uh, the time differences are still getting to me. It's, mm-hmm. it's always weird when it's, like, it's 5 p.m. and games are starting. I, I, I just have not gotten used to it, even though we've been here for a few days. So, um, didn't get to watch it. I watched the highlights though, and I, I shut those off pretty quickly because that was, uh, that was a train wreck. And everyone's getting hurt still. Like I thought this was done. We were healthy. Then McCarr's hurt, and then Rodriguez is hurt, and Lekin in, and like all oh, everyone's hurt. I, I don't like this season. Yeah, the injury bug has been ripping up Colorado but this you season. You want a Stanley Cup like six months yeah, ago. Yeah, like I think, chill. I think you can relax there, pal. <laughs> this nation sitting here I saying, want two, we want to win a round. You just want a cup. Leafs want to win a round here. <laughs> but, We're not satisfied uh, with one cup. We want two cups. <laughs> I like it, Luca. Greedy. Luca Celebre of, of Bar Down out at the Super Bowl right now. And, and Luca, you've been at all the action uh, so far da- down in Arizona. Best celebrity sightings so far. Tell me. Ooh, that's a that's a really good one. Um, goodness, 
I didn't go to the Rihanna press conference yesterday. Eric did. I'm s- uh, we, we had to split up. Okay, so just tell me about that contact. first. Like, is Eric around you? Can you put him on the phone? Like, <laughs> give us the loadout. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, so he said he got there an hour early yesterday, and it was just jam-packed with people, as you would expect. But he was sitting down, like, watching the press conference, and I imagine that was uh, that was pretty cool. So out of, like, celebrities, that's definitely the biggest one. I just geek out over seeing football players that aren't playing in the game. So yesterday, Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase are walking around Radio Row, and it's you walk right past them, and it's it's a surreal feeling because it's just like these guys you watch them every week, like you're fans of them, and you're right there with them, and like they're in the best mood too because they just they have just some media obligations that are pretty fun. They're in Arizona for Super Bowl week, like obviously they want to be playing in the big game, but they get to talk about something other than just the kind of day-to-day questions um, that surround them and their teams and do some funner things. So um, that's that's who I would say I've just been kind of geeked out to see. What have you been, what vibe have you been picking up on, on, uh, you know, who the people around there, the press, the media, everyone who you've been talking to, the vibe on how the game's going to go down on Sunday? I feel like everyone we've talked to is on Kansas City because of Patrick Mahomes. We, uh, there's a video that's going to be coming out that we went to the Coyotes practice facility and uh, talked to the players and not, I think one person picked the Eagles, um, or no, he didn't pick the Eagles. It was Jacob Chicker, and he started saying them, and then I think he went, I can't bet against Patrick Mahomes, though. And everyone said the exact same thing. They're like, we are not betting against Patrick Mahomes. So I feel like that's the vibe is um, everyone's talking about, like, yeah, it's a great Eagles team, but do we actually want to bet against Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl and have him losing? Yeah, probably not. Is the consensus on that oh, right now? I might. I have to make my pick on overdrive later today, so I'm gonna have to make that decision. Do I want to bet against Patrick Mahomes or with Patrick Mahomes? So I, I got a few more hours. I got some tremendous information I got to uncover, <laughs> and I got to make that move. You said that you were chatting with uh, with the Yotes. You got a video coming out. What'd you guys chat about? We actually chatted about fantasy football. We wanted to get some uh, <laughs> some vibes on the inner workings of hockey teams in their fantasy football leagues. Clayton Keller, really good this year. I think he won it all. Uh, Phil Kessel apparently is super competitive, and uh, uh, Chickren still plays a, a bigger league with him, and he said he's, like, super competitive, loves trash talking. Um, so, yeah, we just got them to call out some of their teammates. Um Stuff like that, you know, it's it's uh, it's always fun to talk, I think, to hockey players. Oh, we might have lost him. Luca, it, it sounded like we lost him yeah, pretty. Yeah, he just disappeared like, on us. Just straight up fell off a cliff. I'm hoping that he's okay. See if we can get him back on uh, back on the line there. So funny. We're literally talking to... Uh, yeah, it's yeah. the same thing. We are chatting with Boone Jenner yesterday about fantasy football. And, you know, he said, yeah, Johnny Goudreau won our fantasy league. And how everyone's into fantasy football. But fantasy hockey, it's just too much time. Yeah. Too much time for people who have, you know, a life, unlike Chris Horvat, apparently, who's in eight leagues. Yeah. Do they play? In each, in each sport. Eight leagues in each sport at that. Have you heard, like, do football players enjoy fantasy football? Oh, they love it. Yeah. Like, right. they, this is everybody. I mean, like, this is a, it's a massive thing. And it's honestly what uh, what makes football, I think, so popular, too. Like, it's it's helped grow the sport which is like hockey it, it could help grow the sport maybe if, if it was a little 
I don't know, easier to navigate fantasy hockey, yeah. but you just, it's, it's a, a daily grind. That's the problem. For fantasy football, you can just kind of come back to it. Like on Wednesday, you do your waivers and then you come back, you set your team on Sunday. If you get a trade proposal, sure, you take a look at it, but it's really not as big of a, a commitment for football, which makes it a lot easier, especially if you're a pro athlete. I would assume, Luca, uh, that's, you know, the, you picked up on that, that fantasy football is much bigger than fantasy hockey when it comes to inside the hockey locker rooms. Definitely. And I also think what helps too is like, I, I know football, there's games on Thursdays and some and Mondays you get the Thursday, Monday night or every week, but there's only three days basically with games every week. And so you have time to actually do nothing for your fantasy lineup if you want and just kind of get away from it, set it, forget it. And you know, Sunday's that big day. That's the day that you're tuning in for and you're going to be on that on that app every single moment of the day just keeping track of the score. Whereas in hockey, it's like, I just want to do that every night and check how my team is doing every yeah. night. I don't know if there's a better way to do it, but I, that, it just doesn't appeal to me in that way. But it's not it's the no fault of hockey zone because it's an 82-game schedule. Yeah, we were talking to Jesse's bestie yesterday. We had Boone Jenner on yesterday. He's excited mm. that the Bar Down crew is going down to Columbus, by the way. And he told us, like, no, hockey players are not into fantasy hockey. And me and AB were talking about it after, and we were debating. I want to get your answer on this. Would Connor okay. McDavid draft himself first <laughs> overall, or would he draft Dreisaitl first overall in a fantasy hockey league? I think he'd draft Dreisaitl. I think so, what? too. I think so, no too. Way. I think he'd draft <laughs> Yeah, I think he would. I think he's just like, I don't know why. I don't know the reason. I just, I think he would. It's just his energy, I think. Yeah. Honestly, I, but he would regret it. Yeah, I'm like, sure he would. Oh, the yeah. way that I regret <laughs> drafting Austin Matthews first right, overall. Right. Honors, but we exactly. can't talk about that. It's, uh, it's McDavid, McDavid above all. Yeah. McDavid above all I has learned to the hard way. there. That's a team that's turned it around, though, eh, Luca? Like, the Edmonton Oilers, they're yeah. starting to... Starting to, to move and shake up the lineup a little bit. I think they've won eight of the last ten games. They're starting to get some quality goaltending. Like, that's a team that's kind of neck and neck with, with your Colorado Avalanche when it comes to battling for some wild card positioning. Yeah, and I think the goaltending, like you mentioned, probably the biggest turnaround, right? Like, if they can just get average goaltending every night, they're going to be okay. They're going to be in every game and probably winning more than they are losing. But they were just getting goaltending where – in a stretch, it was just like every game is you're giving up four goals. You have to score five every game as good as their offense is. That's, that's not sustainable. You can't can't expect to win like that every night, let alone win like that every night when the playoffs kind of come around. So um, if they just get average goaltending, that is a scary, scary team. And maybe they'd grab another defenseman before the deadline, but I don't know. I, I'm pretty scared of them the way they're playing right now, and if this kind of carries over into the playoffs, they're, they've got to be one of the scariest teams just because of McDavid. Yeah, we saw what like 40% of Dreisaitl and McDavid yeah. going at full bore last year could do in the playoffs, so it is a scary thought. Okay, Luca's at the Super Bowl right now, so you won't be attending any Super Bowl parties, Luca. but before we let you go, tell us your three main snacks that need to be included at every Super Bowl party. This is tough. This is tough, okay? But being being Italian, I gotta have pizza there. Yep. I need pizza. It has to. I don't care how many. I don't care what flavors, what what topics, whatever. Just get me pizza of any kind. Well, no pineapple. Um, no, oh, pineapple we can't get into allowed. this right now. It is allowed. Pineapple's allowed. It's allowed. Oh it's, it's acceptable. Okay, Luca. It was great to have you on. We got to <laughs> <laughs> number two. I'll go chicken wings. It's it's just a classic. Um, yep. Not gonna not gonna try and overthink this. And oh man, number three. 
I'm a snack guy, so any kind of chip, I'm just going to be snacking on that. No, I'm with you, AB. Here's the thing. I'm not, I don't want nachos. Just give me a nice bag of chips, whether it's like Cool Ranch Doritos or All Dressed Lays. I will snack on that all night long, like before we get the main courses going after. That's going to be kind of my my snacky food that needs to be there. Okay, I respect it. All right. I mean, nachos, basically chips, just with a lot more uh, toppings to on them. top of them. Well, see, the yeah, problem it's a chips is on you steroids. get filled up with that. Yeah. I don't want. I don't. I just want the little bit of filling that I get from eating a full bag of chips. If I want to eat the yeah. full bag, you know, Not if I don't roll my way out of a Super Bowl party, I don't feel good thing. about it. That's the thing. <laughs> you got to feel awful after the game, and then you know you've had yourself a good time. What's your plan? Actually, you could be in the stadium watching the game. What's your plan for the Super Bowl? Yeah, we'll be in the stadium watching the game and just getting as much uh, content as possible. Last year was just basically like celebrity watch, um, and it helped that it was in L.A. because yeah. everyone was there. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what, what kind of celebs show up to Arizona. But, uh, but yeah, celebrity watch. We've got some, some tailgate stuff we're going to do before beforehand. But, yeah, let's keep it locked on the social channels, and content will be there. Love it. Absolutely. Well, appreciate it. I'm super jealous of you, buddy, but uh, have a fantastic weekend. Enjoy the game and uh, travel back home safe. Thanks, guys. Enjoy the game and enjoy the Super Bowl parties. Oh, I will. <laughs> I will. There he is. Luca Chalepe, our pal from uh, Bar Down, down in Arizona uh, for the Super Bowl. Yeah, what does it look that. like for you? Like, I feel like so. Let me tell the good people. I'm Super advocating. Are you asking what a Super Bowl party? Wait a second. Like? I have to out you on the air, so hopefully everyone oh, will be God. on my side. Before the show today, I said, "So everybody, you want to work from home Monday? I don't plan on being in a great state on Monday. Like Super Bowl Monday, I feel like should be a built-in holiday." And AB is like, "Yeah, I'll see what I got going on. Maybe I'll want to come yeah, into the office." I'm like, "AB, you won't be even a little bit hungover." And he's like, "I don't. No, I won't be at all." I don't hammer 48 beers on during the <laughs> Super Bowl. Like, I might feel you feel more like in the 25 range. No, but like, if there's anything that's gonna make me feel sick to my stomach, it's gonna be because I ate too much, not because I drank too much on on Super Bowl. Night. I, so I'm weird. Like, I, when it comes to drinking, I don't. I I don't like to drink while I eat. Like that's I, the I'll safest sip, way to drink. But for some reason, I don't like if it's I'm the most expensive way. I will party, say I'll kind of sip on my beer a little bit and then just hammer away at my wings, pizza, nachos, whatever it may be. And I'm not gonna go and, and down like 38 beers. Yeah, like, it's just not gonna happen for me. I'm like like I'm going I'm going out and I'm gonna go to a, an establishment. I'd be shocked if I had more than four or five throughout the, the course of the game, just because I'm just gonna be kind of picking and eating that food the whole time. Yeah, I'm watching with my boyfriend and his roommates, so I'm probably gonna have like. At least twenty beers, trying to forget that I'm in a in a house with five boys. <laughs> yeah, I I got to make my pick. I've, I've got to do some research. I'm still on the fence on who I got to take. I got six oh five tonight on uh, on overdrive on TSN two. Also here on TSN ten fifty. Luke Wilson's gonna be here live. He's down in Arizona. That that's gonna be uh, a must watch TV when we make those picks. Uh, so that'll be at six oh five later today. Uh, on the other side, Julia, we asked the good people, the good listeners of Leafs Lunch, we asked them what trade proposals can you come up with, and we're going to take a look at those on the other side. I'm Mike DiStefano with Julia Tashiri. You listen to Leafs Lunch here on TSN 1050. So there's something about this one that would blow the roof off the place if she came out with, like, that's what I mean by... All she has to do is make an, 
bum, bum, bum. Like the first bum, the crowd will blow up. Bum, beat up. Yeah. Yeah. Same way with na 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 cool. Who do you think will come out with her? Like, there's always a surprise. Like, I know. Last year it was 50 came out. That was a surprise. Like, like Madonna when she was out there, she had some people come out. Like every year, it seems like these, like these pop stars when they come out, they yeah. always have somebody AK join them. AK had a good point this morning, but I'm forgetting what it. Jay Z for me is is Jay-Z. gotta be like, yeah, like you come in, you run this town. And Jay Z was on Umbrella too, wasn't he? Was it Jay Z that was on Umbrella? Yeah, yeah, so yeah like you, you're right. You, that's two bangers. I was has. thinking about four or five seconds, and I forgot Kanye's kind of lost. Four, it. Woo, woo. Five, yeah, Paul McCartney would have been cool. Though. That's a banger. That's a banger. That is. And Kanye is barely even in it. He just kind of yells in the background occasionally. That's Kanye. Yeah. <laughs> that, that makes sense. Just that's his whole yelling in the vibe now. Is Kanye <laughs> just randomly yelling in the background? Leafs lunch is brought to you by Vanilla Visa prepaid cards available for purchase at Petro Canada. The perfect gift for any occasion for your chance to win a one hundred dollar Vanilla Visa prepaid card. Text the keyword. Lunch and your names to 105050. Standard text message rates apply. Okay, we tweeted this out earlier today from Leafs Lunch 1050 on Twitter. So check us out there if you want to reply with your best trade rep- proposal. Rather, uh, you can text us at 105050. We'll go through more of these next week too because we kind of ran out of time on y'all today. But AB, okay, I- I'll read them out to you. I'll read out the ones that I can tell that you find particularly appealing, and we can go through them together. Okay, this one's from A Martin 04. Luke Shen and Connor Garland. Damn, Shorty, for Kerfoot, a second and a third. Some of Garland's salary gets retained. Now I need to know why Damn Shorty was the, like, what, what, why? Because I like Luke Shen and Connor Garland. Yeah. It's like two treats in one. I love it. it this would be a good pickup, I think. That was like, great. Shout out to A. Martin 04. Connor Garland, Connor Garland, like, this kills two birds with one stone. Yes, it does. Which is something that Kyle Dubas has been known to kind of do. Like, he did that when he went and he acquired, uh, you know, was it the, yeah, he went and got Campbell and Kyle Clifford. So, like, he acquired two of those pieces. Last year, Giordano and Blackwell, so he acquired two pieces in one deal. If he could go and you could get Luke Shen, who can bring in as a good depth defenseman, who brings that edge, who leads the league in hits, and you know he's going to be a physical player. And then you also get Connor Garland, who is having a bit of a down year, but I think there's a good a good hockey player in there, I believe. Yeah. Now the question with him is his salary. Like I think the the, the Canucks they overpaid him a little bit. I believe like he's just making a hair under five million, and, and I don't know. He's got term on that deal, but I think that's why when you look at the deal, they're not getting a whole lot for it. Like Kerfoot probably offsets some of that salary that you're bringing in to get Connor Garland, and then a second to third round pick. I mean, maybe maybe you could get Garland to or Vancouver to retain some money on that Garland deal, but that's that's not a not a bad one. Uh, Connecting and Braun. For a first rounder in 23 and two seconds in 23 and 24. Yeah, you forgot the remaining players on that one too, which is what makes this in just my a defense, terrible deal. In my defense, like they are spread out kind of weird. And uh, the additional players are Engvall, Kerfoot, Robertson, McMahon. This is a dumb, dumb, uh, yeah. not a great trade. Um, I like the idea of connecting. Those two players. I like the idea of those two players. Again, a two for one. Right. I love the two birds with one stone. One stop shopping. You go to Walmart. You get your gritty defenseman. You get your power forward, and and you go home. But you can't just take all of your throwaway guy, like all of the guys, like Julia's guys. Basically, dudes. put them in a trade. A dude, sorry, the dudes. Put them in a trade Kerfoot and be like, the take them, take them. Go ahead, take them. I like I, I don't know. I, I, I like the idea of a connecty, but I, I think there's a deal that could be reached. You're probably looking more so like first round pick, maybe Sandine's involved in that deal, but I don't see how Engvall, Kerfoot, 
who are two pending UFAs, help Philadelphia, and then maybe they want Nick Robertson, and then, I don't know, Bobby McMahon, I guess, who knows what he is also yeah. there. So, like, I, I don't know. This is a, a strange deal, but I like the idea of maybe adding a, a Konechny. Uh, what do we got time for? One Last more, maybe? One. 72 Easton. Sandine Robertson in a first for Chikrin and Bukestad. Uh Sign me up. Sign us up. Sign me up for that one. I think that's, like, if you can bring in, again, two for one. Like, I'm a big part of this whole two for one yeah, it's situation. You address the blue line. You get your top four guy who has terms. So we know that Dubas would be willing to give up those assets, those future pieces for that. And then you also get yourself a Nick Bukestad, nice third, fourth line center who's a little bit of versatility. I think that would be a, a nice deal as well. All right, fun stuff today, JT. Uh, we'll be back on Monday. Game tonight, Leafs and Jackets. You can watch it on TSN4. We will be back to break them all down on Monday Enjoy the Super Bowl, everybody. If you missed any of today's show, you can find it on tsn50.ca, the iHeartRadio app, or if you get your podcast, Gameplay with Maddie Cause, coming up next.